Hey everybody, welcome to the Leader Lab. This is Leadership Shorts. Quick thoughts to help you level up your leadership. My name is Chad Wright. I'm the founder of Forward Partners, and I'm joined by my partner in podcasting, Emily Grace Deal. Emily Grace Deal, what are we talking about today? <laughs> um, we're talking about, it's kind of a question, kind of a okay. thought. After being promoted, I find myself dealing with a lot of anxiety. I'm okay. leading in situations I've never been in before, and I'm not sure how to do that without feeling so anxious. Mm. That is a pretty common thing because yeah. we get into leadership and we suddenly, we've talked before about how we suddenly see the entire view, right? Yeah. There's a lot of anxiety involved in that. There is a lot of feeling of, oh my gosh, how do I deal with this? And I came across this thing the other day that kind of speaks this idea. It said, and I don't know if this is a quote somebody said or just a thought or what, if y'all know who it is, please write us lab <laughs> at forwardpartners.net and let us know. But I love this. It says, anxiety overestimates the size of the problem and underestimates our capabilities. Yeah. And as, yeah. you know, you deal with a lot of anxiety. I deal with a lot of anxiety. A lot of people do. That really, there's a lot of truth in Everything's that, true. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so as a leader, it, it can be very easy when that anxiety pops up to realize that, or it can be easy to spot it and say, man, that is, that really is telling us a story. Mm -hmm. That this thing is insurmountable. This challenge is bigger than me. I can't handle it. And then it also then underestimates our ability to show up and to, to do really incredible things. Right, right. If you, I think I have to catch myself when my anxiety is preventing me from doing something that a lot of other people will think I can do, right? I have yeah. to kind of check that in the size of other people, right? If everyone's yeah. told me I can do it and I'm the one sitting there going, mm, I don't know if I'm capable. <laughs> um, and then it's like, okay, but all these other people have given me that yeah. encouragement. Yes. I have, I ha that's how I fix it most of yes. the time. I like that. Well, and really when you think about anxiety, it generates a lot of fear, right? Mm. It's trying to protect us. It's trying to keep us safe. If we're afraid of something, we're going to stay away from it, right? Yeah. So that anxiety generates a lot of fear, but ultimately fear is just about survival. It is be scared of this dangerous thing, so I stay away from the dangerous thing so I don't die. Like it is that lizard brain, right? Yes. And ultimately fear, if that's what's driving everything, we can't thrive when we're afraid. Right. And we talk a lot about healthy leaders and thriving teams. And if we're going to create thriving teams, we have to thrive. Mm -hmm. We're not going to stumble into it magically, right? And so we have to have the ability um, really to see possibility and to get past the fear because that fear keeps us so trapped. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other side of this is, is realizing that anxiety, and this is one of the biggest pieces of this, and we talk a lot about mindset anxiety tells a story right it is a story it, your anxiety is telling you a story of you're not enough of this this thing is too big this thing is going to kill you like there's no way you're going to make it yeah. you're not a good leader right that story is not helpful well and i think a, a huge piece of that story a lot is telling you to that you have to do it to perfection right you have to do yes. it to the best and other things but like having to do it perfect the first time or yeah. so if you're not doing it perfect don't do it at all like that's not yeah. true and there is that we have that false image of what a leader should be mm -hmm. that they should be perfect they should be you know this this just picture of perfection right we go yeah. back to the boulder up the hill right this idea that we're pushing the boulder up the hill and we're doing it and nothing can stop us and yet that's not reality. Right. It's not achievable. And what if perfection, it? it's going to stop you from doing everything. <laughs> it will. It really will. And so it tells us this story. Now, the beauty of recognizing story is we can write a different one. Mm -hmm. If we can identify the story that our anxiety is telling us, whether it's that, that we're not enough or that we can't overcome this, we can literally replace that story with something else. 
Yeah. We can choose to stop believing that. To, and, and when I say replace it, I mean we have a different story ready to go in our pocket. So every time our brain spins up and goes, hey, you're not enough, we can have whatever story we want. I am absolutely enough. Yeah. Okay, so every time it spins up, we're going to pull that story out of the pocket and look at it and go, oh, nope, uh, I'm sorry. I hear you, but right here I'm enough. It's, it's okay, right? <laughs> yes. And as, as goofy as that sounds, like that is the mental exercise. Well, that like is, it's easier probably the more you do it. It re, you know what's funny is it really does become, and so it becomes a lot easier. Like in working with one of my coaches, she is really big on mindset, really big on story. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me what an effect that can have, even with big things. So I've, I've referenced a couple times that that we've got some big health challenges on with going on with my wife. And the reality is we're dealing with cancer. And so I was really struggling one day and I just, okay, what can I control? What can I do? I engage my circle. Well, one of my coaches is a part of my circle. Like she's someone I reach out to for advice. And, and we were talking about story. And she said, what is the story of cancer? I said, well, the story is, is horrific. It's terrifying, right? Yeah. She said, what's, what's the reality? And I said, well, the reality is it's a few rogue cells in her body, like a, a, tiny minute handful of rogue cells when you look at the 60 trillion cells in her body here's a tiny little you know fit on the head of a pin number of cells that have gone rogue and we're going to go to the doctor and the doctor is going to treat those cells and is going to fix it and we're going to move on with our lives Mm -hmm. that's the reality of it and she said that sounds a lot like a cold and i'm like it really does And it was this idea of rewriting the story. So every time cancer pops up in my head and all the bad outcomes, it's funny how survivable most cancers are now when you look at the statistics, but we don't remember those stories. We don't remember the 99.9% that survived this particular type of cancer. We remember the 0.1 that don't, right? right? And so whenever that story pops up to be able to have a replacement and say, you know what? This is kind of like Does a cold. Have to be worst case? Like this is solvable. This is fixable. We're going to keep taking the steps. Um, that's a great example, I think, of how we replace stories and the power that it can have. Because I really, I it's so funny how often I will go from that'll pop into my head and I immediately start to dive, just nosedive yeah. into. I don't want to take these next steps. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get out there and do the things I need to for others and I forget all of it. Right. Mm-hmm. If I just continue that nosedive, that's not helpful. But now I find myself catching myself and going, wait, hold on. That's a story. I don't have to crumble. I see the story. I'm replacing the story. And then I move on. I take next steps. And Mm -hmm. so you're right. Over time, the more you do this work, the more it becomes easier. Yeah. And so for leaders to be able to learn how to replace stories, to learn how to spot them and rewrite them is incredibly powerful because... Mm -hmm. We can essentially do anything at that point. We have the ability to navigate all the different challenges because they are all really story-based. Yeah, you just have to identify the anxiety as anxiety. You know, it's funny. It it just reminded me, it goes back to that episode a few back where we were talking about the idea of what if if I didn't see this as a problem, what could I create? Yeah. It's if we didn't see this huge challenge as a problem, what could we do? Right. We could do anything. Yeah. Okay, let's start talking about that. Let's focus on that. You're really just identifying the anxiety, identifying what the story you have is, and then you can rewrite it. That's it. And that is available to all of us. Mm -hmm. So I would, leaders, if you are dealing with anxiety, if you are putting the weight of perfection on yourself, if you are trying to be something you're not meant to be because the story tells you you have to, that anxiety says that you're not enough and you have to be something incredible and crazy to achieve this. 
just know that it's probably lying to you. It's trying to keep you small and contained and safe. And ultimately, you can rewrite that story. You can choose to not listen to it. This idea that it overestimates the size of the problem and it underestimates our capabilities. We are actually capable of anything. We just have to believe that story. I love this idea. Thank you for bringing that. Um, if people want to send us ideas, quotes, questions, fears, anxieties, whatever it is, where do they send that to? To lab at forwardpartners.net. Lab at forwardpartners.net. If they want to find all that we're putting out around these ideas of leadership and mindset on the social media platforms, where do they find that? At forwardpartner. At forwardpartner. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. I love these conversations so much. Thank you all for watching. Ben, thank you for producing. Wilco Workspaces, thank you for partnering with us on this podcast. We will see you right here next time in the Leader Lab for Leadership Shorts. Mm -hmm.